Now back to ESPN West Palm tonight. Here's Cyrus Whitting. Back here on ESPN West Palm tonight, talking sports business with the CEO of Trans World Business Advisors, Andy Cagnetta. And Andy, just picking up where we left off, it's been a great summer for the growth of women's sports. And there's no better example of that than Nebraska Volleyball, who set the world record for the largest crowd at a women's sporting event where 92,000 people came to watch Huskers Volleyball play in Memorial Stadium, usually reserved for Cornhuskers football. Andy, what kind of message does this send to the entire sports environment, the sports landscape, about the popularity of women's sports? And the old Field of Dreams quote that I've heard attached to women's sports, that is, if you build it, they will come. I think there's a new era coming out. I mean, uh, you're seeing more private equity go into women's sports. Uh, WNBA team selling for over a hundred million dollars. You're seeing some of the uh, W uh, the the soccer. Um, I, I hate to call it soccer because we got to fall in line, right? We got to call exactly. it football. But you know, you're seeing the women's soccer league. Uh, those those uh, I think it was a brand new team. The, the Seattle team sell for fifty something million dollars. Uh, Nebraska. You know, it's it's great to see the support. I mean, forget the universities now finally getting behind it, but it's great to see the support. And when you see support like that, 90,000 people showing up for an event, what does that say to the business community? That there is an opportunity to get to those fans, that there's more women's sports out there, that people are being able to go to events and see, you know, we've at Transworld, We've considered sponsoring things like the women's softball uh, championships in Tampa, Florida. We've uh, looked at women's cycling. We've looked at uh, uh, LPGA. I mean, there's that is the up and coming. Listen, it's about, again, trying to get eyeballs, and the eyeballs are starting to follow the women's sports. And, you know, it's not like what it used to be, I think. I Mm. think the, the level. Of a, a, there's no better place to look. There's no doubt. I think that women's tennis is better than men's tennis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they've. I think that was eclipsed, probably, maybe even two decades ago, where the women's um, level of sport and 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 intrigue into what was going on in women's tennis. And I think you're going to continue to see that in the WNBA, and you're going to see that in soccer. Uh, certainly. The women's uh, soccer, United States soccer team was better than, you know, the women's team was, it was a better story. And I think that all drives eyes, which eventually will drive dollars. I mean, that Nebraska, you know, there's plenty of uh, beer to sell at that event. (laughs) There's plenty of sponsorships. Just think about the sponsorships inside the stadium that the people are getting, they're just like, hey, you want a bigger sponsorship? You not only get the Cornhusker football team, but now we're going to have five volleyball games a year. Andy, you mentioned the WNBA, which saw a huge uptick in eyeballs this season, a 21% jump in viewership and attendance, making it the most watched regular season in more than two decades. And even with the promising growth, the, the sport still pairs in comparison to Andy, what else can the WNBA do to, to get people to tune in? You know, I think they need to support the stars. Uh, you know, I think the the draws, I mean, 
you know, thank God that Brittany Griner is home. And, um, you know, I think that's going to be a great, you know, because now everybody knows Brittany's name. So I think, you know, you want to build around that. Uh, you want to continue to, you know, if the WNBA was smart, they would continue to support uh, the college basketball league or maybe even have some G leagues uh, that they support as well. I, I And I think, um, you know, I think they ought to look to uh, women entrepreneurs and, and, you know, there's a lot more CEOs out there that are women and I think they could drive sponsorships and they could get more people to show up to the game. So, yeah. but I think that if they continue to support the teams, you know, there's a big con- controversy about uh, chartering flights and there was a controversy about pay. I think, you know, they have to bite the bullet and, and be able to drive the revenue to be able to pay for those things. Again, here with Andy Cagnetta on ESPN West Palm tonight. Andy, the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors. They have helped over 10,000 business owners sell their company. So if you are buying a business or looking to sell yours, again, Transworld Business Advisors, unmatched in the industry. Go to tworld.com to learn more. And Andy, I think one of the one of the issues for the WNBA is the sheer fact that the sports market is so saturated. Obviously, there, there's football, there's basketball, there's baseball. Soccer continues to grow. And then you add in sports like pickleball, other fringe activities. It's just hard to get people to make time for another sport and another team to follow. For you guys at Transworld, say that you are working with a company and you really believe in the product but you're having a problem breaking through into a saturated market, what steps would you take to gain some market share? It, it's, it's all about marketing and trying to carve out your niche, right? So I don't think you and I are the people that the WNBA needs to attract to go to the games, right? Maybe me, you know, maybe us, because, you know, for fathers of young daughters, I, you know, I had young daughters, Yes, that's a, you know, you attract them. You have, you know, daddy's night out with, you know, and you get those young fans. Listen, the soccer world did a great job of having youth soccer be the sport of choice. And now you see those throngs of kids that grew up as soccer being their number one sport uh, becoming, you know, MLS fans. I think that you have to do the same thing uh, with, so I, I, I think, you know, again, in any business, you try to carve out your niche, right? You go after a target market. Um, and there's plenty of examples of that in the world, like Subaru deciding that, hey, we're, we're going to be the uh, choice of cars for, uh, you know, for lesbians. And we're going to go after the gay community. And it worked, you know, it's a case study of how well that worked for mm-hmm. them. Andy, just sticking with basketball, I did want to touch on an interesting NBA development that I don't think got as much press as it would have because it was announced after the the finals wrapped up. But it it took place in mid-July. The Suns announced that they would put their games on free broadcast television, tripling the reach of the potential viewership. You don't see a lot of sports owners, sports franchises making things cheap or giving things out for free. What, what do you think about this move long term, and and do you see other markets maybe following uh, the Suns in the, the same endeavor? Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of examples of that in the business world where things are free in the beginning, and then they you know they get way more expensive. Uh, you know, again, you look at the NFL being on TV <laughs> used to be free, uh, not so you know free anymore. Uh, even in my business, 
Uh, there's all kinds of websites that want us to put their our content on their sites, and they want to give it to us for free for a time period, and then they're going to turn around and charge. Uh, you know, listen, sports is a is a a business, and we've talked about this with the valuations and the ability to get a return on your money on your investment. It's it's a rich person's game. It is a vanity buy. You're buying a sports franchise because you want to build it, perhaps to sell it later. In between, you're probably not going to make much money. You want to make enough money to keep it going. But, you know, we're long from the days of where the NHL was scraping together payroll. You know, back in the day, NHL teams went out of business or almost went out of business. And what you're saying now is that's not the case. Rich, very rich people buy NHL teams. They put them in top-notch facilities. They have sponsorships that kind of keep it, but they're not making a ton of money with those those companies. And I think what you're seeing in the WNBA and a lot of other leagues and teams is the self-realization that we're not going to make a lot of money when we own it, so why not give it to people for free and build the brand? Yeah. Just connecting that back to the business world, In regards to pricing, there are a lot of brands that rely on that exclusionary price point to keep their brand in demand. The Suns have made these games free. Have you ever seen a price drop, a a price increase to maybe move the needle or or maybe the perception of a a company? Yeah, I I, I think we've seen that before. Uh, You know, I've seen, you know, we've certainly seen some brands rescued from the, you know, from places where the discount rack, where they bring them back and make them uh, better than they were. Uh, you know, certainly uh, there is some talk even inside of trans world when we price businesses, if we price them, if it's too good to be true, people shy away from it. So there is a happy medium of buying something. There's certainly luxury cars and are like that. You know, you see a brand like a, a Jaguar, and then all of a sudden it's associated with Ford and then it kind of goes downhill for a while. And then all of a sudden it's reinvigorated as something else. And uh, you, you, you see a lot of, you know, examples that Mercedes maybe yeah. bought, being bought by Chrysler. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now it's, it, it's back to being a luxury brand, even it, you know, where, you know, uh, people saw them as GM cars and now, you know, Cadillac is trying to bring it uh, themselves to be, on par with uh, like a, a Land Rover or something like yeah. that. Again, here with Andy Cagnetta, the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors. They have helped over 10,000 business owners sell their company. Again, go to tworld.com to learn more. And Andy, you mentioned earlier women's tennis, and I want to circle back to that because it could not have been a better summer for that sport. The cherry on top, the U.S. Open where Coco Golf won the title in front of 3.4 million viewers, a 92% uptick from last year's final. And Coco, she is African-American, and then Madison Keys is biracial, and and she reached the semifinal. Andy, outside of the Williams sisters, look, tennis has really been dominated by Caucasians. How impactful is the, the diversity for the growth of the sport, not just in terms of the professional level, the the viewership, but also just future participation at the ground floor. It's important. I mean, people want to be, want to feel like they're watching someone like them. It's just, it's just human nature. So I love to see the diversity of all sports. I think it's great. Uh, And certainly Coco Golf is a great story. So there was a little bit of a, 
uh, kind of a marketing genius. I saw a, a, a little video clip somewhere. It might have been on TikTok. But uh, they were talking about the marketing genius w when she won the event, how quickly they got her into that T-shirt that said, um, it, I think it said, I am Coco, and then it says, I am champion. Yeah, it crossed out yeah. Coco or something. And um, But it was genius that they got her into that. Her whole team was uh, had this shirt on. They got her in the shirt. Actually, they had a clip from backstage that the only shirt they had for her was an extra large, and she was swimming in it. And her her handler took off her hair tie, and they tied it behind her and uh, <laughs> made the shirt look, you know, quote unquote, like it fit her. But uh, you know, again, um, she's a great brand. Uh, I think she's handling herself well for a 19 year old yeah. kid. Uh, there's a huge future in that. The Williams sisters paved the way for her. She even said that, of course, uh, that that she was, you know, thankful for Serena and and uh, Venus for what they had done. And and, and and I don't know if you saw the clip of her jumping up and down and being a fan at I the did. at at the U.S. Open. I don't know how many years yeah. ago that was, but I mean, it's a great story. Wrapping things up here with Andy Cagnetta, CEO of Trans World Business Advisors. Andy, we started with college football, so we'll end with the NFL. And I know you said you are from the Northeast. I'm not sure. I can't quite remember where your loyalties lie. But down here in Dolphins country, things look pretty darn good after two weeks. Andy, do you think this, this Dolphins team is for real? You know, they're always for real in September. <laughs> I mean, they always seem to do well, and then they always have those December doldrums. And, you know, listen, I, I love Tua, and I love the I, – I like the Dolphins. My heart is with the big blue Giants, and mm -hmm. we could talk about that in a second. <laughs> what a disaster that was for the first six quarters yeah. that they played. But, um, you know, I'm just afraid for Tua. You know, we're all sitting on pins and needles, you know, but – I mean, I guess anybody could get hurt. You know, you're looking at what a great story the Jets were going to be. Not that I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan or a Jet fan by that matter, but, you know, he's coming into New York. He's going to reinvigorate those poor Jet fans, you know. They're out there screaming J-E-T, and they can't even get to S before he's hurt. <laughs> I mean, the guy goes down with a, you know, a brutal injury. Yeah, certainly no one wanted to see that. But again, the show must go on. And, and for now, it's going to be Zach Wilson in charge. Andy, what would you do about this Jets quarterback situation if you if you woke up tomorrow in charge of the team? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's kind of two like thoughts behind that, right? So you, you still want to sell tickets. I mean, I guess you know New York is never at a loss for selling tickets usually for those games, but you don't want people tuning out uh, for those games. So, you, you know, you, you're with a good guy would, you know, Wilson, but, and that's who you had as a backup. And you're hoping that God forbid he could turn into like a Brady or something like that, that, or, or even a Jeff Rutledge that comes out and, <laughs> and bails out the giants or somebody that, you know, that comes up and, and bails the season out. I mean, they did win the game, sure, you know, but, uh, you know, usually, management and the team and the networks and the people who are broadcasting the games and the sponsors want to see a name, but I don't know if there's that, that many names. I don't think anybody's brave enough to bring Kaepernick out. Yeah. Yeah. Neither do I. And also, I mean, he has been away from the sport for I, seven years. I mean, of what I, I think I just on. saw something where he's still working out I mean, though. Come on. I, I was watching on the Pat, Pat McAfee show earlier. I mean, Immediately, if he comes out, if he comes out and plays plays well, immediately Hall of Fame. <laughs> like that would be truly the most incredible thing. Seven years off, but again, that's 
We're talking yeah, purely that's, a pipe dream at this yeah, that's point. That's a pipe dream. Um, finish with the Giants. Did you turn that game off? If I were a Giants game, I think I would have turned that game off and then been obviously pleasant, very pleasantly surprised by the, the, the only re- result. The only reason I didn't turn it off because I'm like 20 to nothing. Here we go again. For another 40 to nothing game. They came out and scored very quickly. Mm. So, and, and so <laughs> kept you hanging on. Yeah, kept me hanging on minutes. just to, you know. So they came out of, uh, you know, uh, but it's just, I don't know. I don't, you know, like I, I don't know if Danny Dimes is the answer there, but yeah, uh, they have a good coach. But I, I swear, if they went forty zero, I mean, Dable, even as great of a coach everybody thinks he is, that do you fire a guy after two weeks? I think if Dable, had, if Dable's in his fourth year and and they hadn't made the playoffs, maybe. But I, I think I think he's built up an, uh, enough enough. Yeah, for yeah now. I think so too. Um, but uh, Andy, I gotta let you go. But as always, such a pleasure to chat with you. Um, incredible insight. Uh, it's, you know, I'm sure we could keep this going for another couple hours, but uh, as always, appreciate your time and, and looking forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, man.